When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 2086, Seven Conscious Parenting Tips from a Non-Parent, part two, by Joel Bine of joelbine.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to ORD, the podcast that's all about helping you improve your relationships each and every day. My name is Greg Audino. I'm your host and narrator, and I am here to share the second half of the article we began yesterday. Be sure to listen to yesterday's episode first if you haven't done so already. But if you have, then let's jump right back in as we continue optimizing your life. 7 Conscious Parenting Tips from a Non-Parent, Part 2, by Joel Bine of joelbine.com. It's helpful to remember that this solution-oriented tip is more of an on-the-go technique. If there is not a foundation of secure attachment, mutual love and respect, or a resentment-free interpersonal space, then those underlying problems will bubble to the surface in the day-to-day. For long-term healthy relating, those deeper issues will need to be addressed over time. Quote, It's not our job to toughen our child up to face a cruel and heartless world. It's our job to raise children who will make the world a little less cruel and heartless. That's by L.R. Nost. Number four, unschool. The K-12 school experience is 15,000 hours of top-down coercive learning. It's founded on compulsory attendance laws, compulsory taxation, age segregation, one-size-fits-all curriculum, punishment and reward, obedience and conformity, and complete distrust of the child's ability to learn on his or her own, and a myriad of other problems. See John Taylor Gatto and Rebel Educator for more. Instead. You can unschool or home educate your child. There are also more and more emerging options like micro schooling, Sudbury Valley, Acton Academy, and more. Of course, what matters most is including the child in the decision making process so she or he can engage in the learning process from the inside out. The key is to see education not as the filling of a vessel, but as the kindling of a flame. Children naturally love learning. You can simply get out of the way and let them follow their curiosity. Quote, Wherever I go in the United States these days, I hear of something called the crisis of discipline, how children are not motivated, how they resist learning. That is nonsense, of course. Children resist teaching, as they should, but nobody resists learning. That's by John Taylor Gatto. Number five, be present. Let go of trying to shape your child into becoming a certain thing or a certain way. What matters is investing caring time, energy, and attention with your child. Just truly be present. Put the phone away. You won't get to your deathbed wishing you had answered more emails. You might wish you had spent more quality time with your child. So show up and truly be involved. Be playful, have fun, and just be there alongside them honoring their need for occasional alone time as well, of course. This goes for children of all ages, including teenagers. Teenagers will want to spend time with their friends, yes, 
But especially if you have invested in a secure and healthy relationship from day one, and you didn't force them to go to school, they will want to spend time with you as well. Number six, be curious, actively listen, and ask unending questions. The next time your son or daughter says something that you find alarming, choose to respond rather than react. That means deep listening and abundant curiosity. Tell me more, and what do you mean, are two of the most powerful phrases known to mankind. For example, your six-year-old tells you that his friend Luke is bothering him to borrow his toys. He exclaims, I never want to see him ever again. I don't like him. You could react and say, Don't be ridiculous. You were just having fun with Luke yesterday. Or even, It's good to share. Those reactive statements not only don't validate his experience, it also assumes you know what is actually going on. Instead, ask unending questions until you get to the bottom of it. What do you mean? Are you feeling annoyed? So you want to play with your toys by yourself? You're wanting a sense of freedom and choice right now? What don't you like about Luke exactly? Etc. The point here, of course, is to not say prescriptive things in any situation, but rather to lead with curiosity as a default philosophy. Quote, A person's a person, no matter how small. That's by Dr. Seuss. And number seven, skip both rewards and punishment. Hot take. The only reason you want to use rewards and punishment with your child is because you received rewards and punishment when you were a child. So check your impulse and consider, are there better ways to interact with my children? Even just asking the question is powerful. Both rewards and punishment are forms of conditional love, fostering potential approval addiction or fear-based psychology. That's reason enough to avoid them. Regardless if any reward or punishment works in the short term, do you want your child to grow up and do things primarily for money, approval, validation, or avoiding ridicule, pain, or disapproval? What about a new way of being for humans? One based on intrinsic motivation, trust, respect, and freedom. It's totally possible if we give ourselves permission to entertain, integrate, and apply a fresh and healthy philosophy. Quote, if I offered you $1,000 to take off your shoes, you'd very likely accept, and then I could triumphantly announce that rewards work. But as with punishments, they can never help someone develop a commitment to a task or action, a reason to keep doing it when there's no longer a payoff. That's by Alfie Cohn. Breaking the Cycle and Birthing New Ways of Being This topic fires me up. Because the do-this-because-I-said-so psychology is the root of violence and coercion in the world. It is the major root of war, corruption, police brutality, prison systems, depression, anxiety, and more. All of which traces back to top-down conventional parenting and or schooling approaches. I believe in a new world of wholeness and unconditional love from the bottom up and inside out, in which children blossom to become fully alive, creative, empowered, and collaborative, which for humans births new spontaneous systems of healthy, consensual experience. All of this entails raising our consciousness to A, connect with our own inner child and lovingly reparent him or her, and B, extending the same to our own children. This means breaking the cycle of conditioning that is passed down generation to generation. This is a tall order, but an incredible opportunity as well.
Yet we, including myself when I have children, will make errors along the way. So, kindly accepting ourselves and empathizing with ourselves during the journey is also key. Recognizing that we are always seeking to get our needs met. Curiosity, compassion, courage, and creativity become our friends as we grow. And don't forget making time for self-care. At the same time, I invite you to be fully honest with how you are showing up as a parent. How can you begin to make 1% shifts each day so you can nurture the healthiest of relationships with your child? It may take new effort, but when you're 87 years old and looking back at it all, you'll thank yourself. Thanks for listening to this. I appreciate you. Quote, Be the change you wish to see in the world. That's by Gandhi. You just listened to part two of the post titled, Seven Conscious Parenting Tips from a Non-Parent by Joel Bine of joelbine.com. And I'll be back with my commentary right after this. And there you have it, Joel's first article with us in its entirety, and it was certainly a well-thought-out post. I'm not surprised to hear about how much time he's put into learning about parenting and formulating his own thoughts about it. This one was even long for one of our two-parters. So, uh, rather than add something to the list, uh, as I often do with these types of articles, Rather, I'll take the time to remind everyone, myself included really, uh, of how much value there can be in listening to the advice of someone who is speaking to something they haven't directly experienced. As with anything, it might be a bit risky to blindly take this type of advice, uh, certainly without considering both your own opinions as well as maybe those who do have experience. But remember, someone who has not been in the trenches is likely to see a lot of opportunity you know, opportunity that can become harder for us to see if we've become exhausted and limited by our own experiences. They're likely to have a simplistic view, which it can be valuable for us to return to should we have forgotten it along the way. And they're less likely to have the same types of biases too, uh, as in many ways they have the approach of a beginner's mind, an objective mind, which is something I think we really encourage all throughout the network. So remember that everyone, there are golden nuggets to be found from listening to anyone more so if you keep an open mind. But that does it for today, so thank you so much for tuning in and helping to make another episode possible. Enjoy your Friday, and be sure to stop in again over the weekend, where your optimal life awaits.